join Startup Canada this spring as we tour across Canada to celebrate the winners of the 2018 Startup Canada Awards. Join us in Winnipeg, Vancouver, Miramichi, Sault Ste. Marie, and Montreal. Network with leading entrepreneurs and the drivers of Canada's startup community. Visit startupaward.ca for more information and to get your tickets now. Rogers Business App Market brings together the right apps for your business and wraps it all up with Rogers world-class support. Microsoft Office 365 makes it easy, whether you need to securely store and backup files, access or share documents in the cloud, collaborate with your team or manage your business from anywhere and on any device. Plus, with support from Rogers, you'll get everything up and running quickly. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash business apps. Scotiabank understands that business is personal and your business has unique needs. That's why we offer flexible solutions for your business banking. Create your own business banking package that works for you by opening an account online in minutes with ease and start saving today. Visit scotiabank.com forward slash small business to get started. to give you a first-hand glimpse into the future of Canadian business. It's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day in the life stories and in their shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music. And visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I'm Rivers Corbett and entrepreneurship is part of my DNA. Whether it's building my own companies or helping other entrepreneurs build theirs, this is my lane. Want to connect after the podcast? You can find me at www.meetrivers.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. I got, you know, when I saw this guy was going to be on the list for, uh, for potential guests, I said, no, he's going to be a guest. And I put a big asterisk, sent it up to the team and said, I want Colin on the, uh, on the podcast. Cause I was fortunate enough to meet Colin at last year's startup Canada day on the Hill where he and a bunch of us other crazy entrepreneurs got together and we yes we drank yes we laughed yes we made fun of each other but man did we ever get a lot done too so he is an amazing unique entrepreneur he wears many hats and sometimes wears them all together I love these script writers Colin Weston is a golf disruptor sports architect and a podcast host there'll be a poll at the end of this who has the sexiest voice 
Originally coming from international architectural backgrounds, Colin brings innovative designs to sports industries and reimagines the way people enjoy sports, particularly golf. As the co-founder of Reviver Sports Plus Entertainment, his latest project was about conceptualizing Surf Park next to the golf course in Vancouver. And his innovative approach comes from another right mindset, taking calculated risk as an entrepreneur. I love the connection between the two. And lastly, but not least, he is also an engaging podcast host at the Mod Golf Podcast, where he talks to golf's top influencers and entrepreneurs. Well, we're going to talk to Colin today about a bunch of stuff, including his vision as a sports innovator. Buddy, welcome to the show. So glad to have you on the Startup Canada podcast show. You're doing epic work for many different areas. But look, as an entrepreneur, you were telling me before we get started, you almost didn't make the show today because of stuff entrepreneurial happening. Can you share with us what's going on? Well, I certainly will. Uh, it was really a problem that I had. And it's like, boy, I have got a problem here. So before I came here, I did go to the gym, didn't do any push-ups. I did some upper body work though. So did that nice, uh, nice workout <laughs> there, went for a, a run and then went for a nice sauna and a hot tub to, to kind of clear nice. my mind to get ready for this crazy conversation. And I came out <laughs> afterwards, went in the parking lot, started up the car, drove about 10 feet and realized I had a flat tire. So it's like, great, back it up. Uh-huh put it back in the parking stall. It's like, yeah, no problem. I'll just uh, phone up uh, CAA, get them to tow the car, take care of that. I'll grab a cab, get back home. I live about five or six K away from where I was at the gym. Right. Going to my bag. And of, of course, I don't need my wallet because I'm going to the gym. I don't need, what do I need my wallet for? I'll need one quarter there to actually put in the locker there to get my key. And, and that's it. So, so there I am. I'm sitting there. It's about minus five here right now. I'm sitting in my gym stuff. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I've got about 25 minutes to get back home to, uh, to get on this podcast. So sure. I'm saying, okay, I got a bit of a problem here. What do I do? Do I actually, A, phone up Startup Canada and say, sorry guys, can't do it. I'm, nope. I got a bail on you here. It's like, you know Not what? You. I'm, I'm an architect. Or, uh, no, even more so, I'm an entrepreneur. We just got to yep. figure shit out. We just have to find a way that is part of the tenacity and the resolve and the curious, curiousness that, that makes us uh, the entrepreneurs that, uh, that we are, that is the character trait that we need. So I, I had to employ that this morning and I just said, okay, uh, I can't get fancy about this since I have no money. So I just <laughs> strapped my backpack to my bag and I ran the 6K home and managed to make it here with about eight minutes to spare. So uh, you just got to figure it out, man. And that's what I did. I love you, brother. Thanks for doing it for the team. Thanks for doing it with me because uh, I I, I actually had this exact same same thing happen, but I ran 10K here. Do you believe that? Uh, You're okay. I do 53 push-ups, two sets a day. Okay. (laughs) There. Oh, man, this is going to be fun. (laughs) Okay, so um, um, I want to know architecture guy to entrepreneur guy. Can you take us through that journey before we dive deep into, you know, your sports industry, your podcast, who have you talked to that's epic, all that kind of stuff. But it starts with you 
kind of originally coming from an international architectural background. Yeah, absolutely. I'll try to keep this short. I made the bad habit. Okay. The, thing, the thing I hate on my podcast is I open, <laughs> start a question and then they yeah. give me the answer to every question in 15 minutes. Yeah, 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 I yeah, actually yeah. I actually did that on someone's uh, <laughs> on, a, on a video blog we had. It's like, I can't believe I just did that. So I will try to keep this short. Uh, my background, over 20 years in architecture, focusing mostly on sport architecture, both the stadiums and venues, and also the experiences of the events. I uh, worked on the Vancouver Olympics. I worked on the Toronto Pan Am Games, worked on world championship uh, races, as has my good friend and business partner, who's also an architect in the same realm, uh, with Reviver Sport Entertainment. Five years ago, we had our aha moment where we both play golf. We're not very good, but we love playing golf. But we're also action sport guys. He's Australian, so he grew up as a surfer. We both snowboard a lot. I was a skate punk as a kid. Though getting into it too much here, we saw a problem. We saw an opportunity that golf was languishing, not connecting with a younger audience. So we came up with a solution, which we'll get into a little bit. So I won't do my 15-minute spiel here and take all the oxygen out of the conversation here. Uh, But ultimately, that was our aha moment and it was one of those things that we came up with a cool idea and a cool response to this as far as kind of the gameplay and and kind of Cirque du Soleil meets American Ninja Warrior meets Red Bull Action Sport meets Coachella Music Festival Uh, but ultimately we were in a situation as like well is this just a cool solution looking for a problem and then we spent the next while we'll get into this journey realizing no (laughs) golf was in crisis and there was a wait wait I gotta pause you for a second this is my interview okay I'll I'll decide what we're going to get into in a minute. Okay. There we go. See, I already, I already broke my rule, man. See, I, 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 I can't help myself. So I'm going to, I'm going to be quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm just, it, it keeps, and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And we're <laughs> Actually, I've had to call like, a few people. That's what I love about entrepreneurs. It's like, this is my journey. I don't care if it's your podcast. This is my journey. So, okay. I'm, I am going to ask a question as we, as we step into this. So go for it. you're an architect. So architects to particularly in particulars in design, in analytics how much time did you take uh, coming up with this concept in the deep dive in other words did you do a lot of validation as you're going through the process which is what all entrepreneurs are supposed to do uh, absolutely. I will say at that time, five years ago, there wasn't even with Startup Canada and all the other resources out there. We didn't know you know, what the correct order was. We didn't know about Lean Startup. We didn't know about all these other things. So we just kind of figured this out as 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 we went, as we tried. So, so yes, right. very quickly, Rivers, we did validate this. And Rip Links is the name of the, the competition experience that we've actually created. So we looked okay. at other sports. We looked at we, sports like cricket and rugby and volleyball that were actually creating shorter, more engaging, uh, more vibrant uh, options of their sport that did not uh, compete uh, or take away from the, the traditions of the other sport, but but look to unlock a new audience, very much like that blue ocean strategy. So we actually yeah, right came on. up with a blue ocean strategy for golf. So we saw other sports already had this uh, so in place to, and it worked. Sorry, I'm going to yeah. interrupt again because a lot of people don't know what blue ocean strategy is and I, 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 I'm i with you. I, I, I hear it, I hear it. So give me a, the 60-second the, uh, the overview of you took that blue ocean strategy, bringing it to the continuation of the story. Absolutely. So blue ocean strategy and the business philosophy behind 
behind that is looking for uncontested markets and opportunities to unlock. So kind of the blue ocean that's open and uh, and pure as compared to the red ocean, the, the bloodied mm-hmm. waters of competition that everybody's just fighting over the scraps, kind of race right. to the bottom where it's all about price and about competition, where you're actually looking at new opportunities. The greatest, one of the best examples out of the book is Cirque du Soleil as compared to Barnum and Bailey with in the 1980s, early 90s, uh, with their business model. Um, once they weren't making any money, it was too expensive, uh, and it was really appealing to families and really the price of popcorn. Whereas with Cirque du Soleil, realized taking the best elements of the circus, but also then seeing the trends and patterns, just like we've done in entertainment, uh, music, uh, cinema, theater, and they've infused those into Cirque du Soleil and the best elements of the circus. And they've created a value proposition that now they're not competing. They're not going after those mums and dads and their kids anymore, as you know, with Cirque du Soleil. Now that the, the price goes way up of what they can charge, and they're, they're appealing to a much different uh, demographic in that case, they're much more affluent, much more sophisticated. That's and, and older also. So that's what a blue ocean strategy is, and we were applying okay. that to golf. Cool. So, uh, so take us into that journey. I mean, I want to talk about again. I want to talk about the, the the fundamentals you put it together, but how you put it all together. But give the audience a, a view of of what the deliverable was. What was the what was the service, the experience, the product, whatever it is, and you know, nickel tour. Right. So what we were looking at doing is getting golf off the golf course and bringing it to the people. So if we're going to connect with a younger audience, you've got to bring this thing to the middle of a city. You have to bring it to a beach location. You've got to bring it to a place like Whistler or Tremblant. Bring it, take it to a, to an action sport culture. And that's exactly what we did. So you imagine like Lake Cirque du Soleil with their tents. They actually, this is a traveling yeah. show. It would take us a yeah. day or two to build it. We'd have this awesome competition there with younger people playing, music going off. Lights. It, it is like a Red Bull action sport or a Dew Tour or an X Games event for golf. That's the best it's way to crazy. describe that. It's the best way to describe that. But the real value is really a business to business play here, Rivers, where that's connecting, creating this awesome platform that is not only for a live event, but also it, a content creating machine here that you're creating these story arcs and these narratives uh, over the course. Are you familiar with American Ninja Warrior on NBC? Yes. Do you know? Okay. Imagine. American Ninja Warrior for golf. That's the best way to describe it, if you can imagine that. So you're creating that tribe and that community uh, around that. And then the brands, of course, want to connect to that platform that we're creating here that connects to the audience, just like Do Tour does, just like X Games does, just like Red Bull does. That's I love the, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer you zag when everybody else zigs, the blue ocean strategy, and that's exactly what you guys did. So the, the, the first customer that you approach can you tell us who they were absolutely so on our journey getting also bringing in your uh, your question as far as validation for this yeah yep. we did what a lot of entrepreneurs do at that time because we didn't understand minimal viable product i don't think eric reese had written that at the time <laughs> yeah. you know so we uh so we're we're designing this thing and we know there's a problem we're talking to our friends and our family is like what do you think about this and of course they're all going to say it's cool even though behind our backs they may go i wish yeah, those guys would seriously. stop doing that freaking thing that's the worst idea ever <laughs> get back to you designing buildings dude it's like but so 
so, true. But you're kind of thinking, okay, this is good. So you know how it works, Rivers. That you got this yeah. beautiful baby that you're you got your baby. You don't want to share your baby with anybody because what happens if someone tells you that your baby's ugly? You know, I don't want to hear my baby's ugly, but uh, maybe I got an ugly baby here. Uh, but you have to put that out there. And the way we put that out there, Rivers, for uh, customer validation was going to an event they have every January in Orlando, Florida called the PGA Merchandise Show. And the PGA show is the mecca for the golf industry. Over 35,000 industry professionals descend upon that place for the week. And right. we figured, not knowing this at all, because we're not in the uh, in the golf industry at all, but we knew about this place. And we said, you know what, if, we, if, if this thing is for real, if Rip Links is for real, we have to go validate it there. And we yes. did. And uh, interestingly enough, um, the first thing I we saw on day one once we got there, it's kind of funny, too, because everybody's very conservative. You imagine uh, blue blazers and beige trousers around there <laughs> and ties. And we and we show up like a couple of overage skate punks there. We've got our Rip Links trucker hats and our black T-shirts with Rip Links on it. And these guys are long hair and they're kind of looking at us as like how these guys get in the back door. So so we were disruptive in that way. Uh, and the first day they had uh, this big panel discussion uh, talking about growing the game and connecting with millennials and diversity and all this. And we show up to this and it's packed. And the reason it was is because Donald Trump at that time. So this is 2014. So Donald okay. Trump was on this panel. So of course, he's involved in golf. So found it kind of funny that you had a bunch of a panel of six people all over 55 years old that were all white talking about uh, growing the game with young people and, and diversity. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's another topic altogether. But sure. of course, so Donald, of course, gets the microphone and he he, he sits there and as he does and you know, golf is in fantastic shape. It's my golf courses are fabulous. Everybody loves them. Believe me. So, and, cool. so we're listening to this, and at the end of this moment, uh, it went on for an hour, and they did a Q and A. So I got the microphone. I reached and grabbed it. I figured, oh, this is what, this is my lion moment here. I love that Tibet yeah. Tibet saying of it's better to be a lion for a day than a sheep for a thousand years. So it's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to be a lion right now. There I grab go. it. I give yeah. the two-minute pitch there that I've already given you with Rip Links of what we're doing and solving problems and how we're looking outside of the golf realm to connect with okay. all the pa patterns and trends that are out there. And uh, it went from there. And uh, and we met some amazing no people. That, that one moment rippled into where you are today. So you would not be where you are today if you did not have the balls to show up looking like you did, asking that question to the panel, and that's where it went from. 100%. That was our inflection point. And, and I love it. Stuff just went from there. It was, uh, yep, it, it just happened. That's why you just got to figure shit out as you go. You'd be, you have to, obviously you have to, the way we like to put it here is I strive for clarity, yes. not certainty. And yeah. as entrepreneurs, yeah. that's what we need, you know, to actually de-risk things or other opportunities present themselves. So I, I, every conversation I have, everything I learn, uh, I look for clarity more and more. So, so where have you, where have you, uh, where have you set up? What, what's the, give us some examples of the location cities, um, you know, whatever you want to say, where, where, how's, how's it evolved since 2014? 14. So uh, what we've done the last four years, say this as quickly as I can here, Rivers, is uh, sure. it, it's interesting that uh, when we talk about pivoting or persevering and is, you know, with your minimum viable product and your customer validation is as you learn. So so we actually got seduced a little bit right out of the gate because what actually happened after the, uh, Donald Trump and the gang actually talked for an hour uh, 
there was this one guy on the stage and I didn't know anybody there uh, by the name of Mark King and Mark King is the president of Adidas and okay. Taylor made golf. So this guy's a whale and he's oh, chasing. Cool. I didn't know what, didn't know what Adidas owned Taylor golf. Yeah. The Taylor made golf. Yeah, they do. Taylor uh, golf, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, uh, so this, he's waving at me and like, I'm pointing, I got to talk to that guy and then fill up my business partners behind me. He's ready to go for a beer. He's Australian. So he's always ready to go for a beer. And, uh, <laughs> but he says, yep. no, I think that guy over there wants to talk to you. So we go over and talk to him. It's like, guys, I don't know what this rip links thing is. This is awesome. It's amazing. I, I do you have, 15 minutes tomorrow for a meeting. We say, absolutely. Our 15 minute meeting with all of his top executives turned into two hours. And it was just a conversation. This is about relationship building and about, you know, honesty and, and just building that relationship and listening in a lot of cases. And from there, as we found out, cause once again, we're ignorant. We didn't know what went on the day before he just did this big, uh, launch this $5 million initiative that they put this money up for something called hack golf, terrible name, but hack golf. They wanted to hack golf like a hackathon and <laughs> yeah. find solutions for this thing. And all of a sudden within two hours, he's saying, do you want to come down to Southern California in a couple of weeks? Uh, and, uh, let's figure this out. And we've got this money. Are you, are you guys interested? Cause we love it. And we uh, said, um, um, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> Sounds good to us. <laughs> Why not? So, I'll be honest, that was our first introduction into the whole entrepreneurial thing. We think, hey man, this raising money thing, this is easy. It's yeah. no problem, yeah. right? <laughs> this is how it's done. We show up there, I wear a hat, I grab a microphone, I yell at Donald Trump and I get a couple million dollars, man. This is awesome. <laughs> Right. So, I love it. but the way this turned out, uh, <laughs> as things do, um, because golf was on the decline, uh, before we actually got down to uh, Southern California a couple weeks later, within like within days of that awesome meeting, they got their quarterly results, and they're a publicly traded company. And as I mentioned earlier, golf was on the decline. Yeah. Golf courses are closing. Equipment sales are down. People are not playing the game. This is 2014. Things are better now. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, sure. But at this time, it, it was in the doldrums and their stock dropped 30%. All of a sudden, there wasn't $5 million sitting around for them to play with guys like Rip Links and us. So, so as we waited and waited and waited for them to get back to us, that opportunity disappeared and they apologized profusely. So, uh, so one of the great insights that came out of that, Rivers, was uh, all these other companies that were very interested in what we were doing with Rip Links and the imagery that we had and the story that we had, and more than just an idea, the ability to deliver it from our architectural background, is uh, how many events have you had and where? And of course, we said uh, none and yeah. soon, hopefully. Yeah. So, yeah, no uh, of course, that's, no speaking English. Yeah, not exactly a, a, a call to action. So, uh, so <laughs> the lesson we learned from there is like, you know, that's what people want. Want. We decided once, you know, once our, our rock rolled to the bottom of the mountain after the uh, Adidas tailor made uh, situation there, we kind of yeah. went, okay, do we give up? Do we go just go back and do the architectural thing and say, ah, oh, well, we gave this entrepreneurial thing a shot here. And we said, uh -huh. no, you know, there's something here. So you've probably heard this expression before rivers. And that is as an entrepreneur, you need to jump out of the plane and design the parachute on the way down. Right on, dude. Yep, right on. That's, that's what we did. So we so said, you know what? what was telling you that, Colin? What was telling you that, that you said, no, I'm not going back. I'm going forward. What was that inner voice that, between you and your partner? Was it really just the maverick in you or was I, there something else? I think it, it was a – yeah, great question. There, I think it was a bit of both. The fact uh, – now that we've had a bit of a taste of this, I think I realized that this was where I belong. Uh, 
in in uh, one of the talks that I give, I, I I like to use this metaphor and this saying that uh, about ships, and that is that a ship is safest when it's in harbor, mm-hmm. but that's not what a ship is built for. Now right on. Right. So yep. we had already pushed out to sea. Out to sea. We've already pushed yep. out to sea after being in the harbor in the in the architectural profession for many decades. Uh, hey, I had a great time and I learned a ton. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't have the confidence and even the background and the understanding to do the stuff we're doing now. So no regrets on that at all. But Love my it. my ship or our ship was now out getting tossed around in the ocean, and we we kind of liked it. We kind of liked it. So I could never go back to the harbor again. So that was really the telling point that this was for me. Uh, I was very lucky that I had a little bit of money that was able to extend our runway. I had a very supportive and still have a very supportive wife that, uh, that loves what she does and thankfully makes a half decent money doing it. So, uh, so, so that certainly helps the situation. Um, and we, we just said, you know what, let's design that parachute on the way down. Like we're from Vancouver, screw it. Let's actually design something here. Let's build it in the middle of the city. We started talking to the city officials. We're going to put it in a park. It's going to look like this. We started to promote it and say, you know what? We'll give ourselves 90 days, already had a date set, got radio interviews, and we just did it and said, you know, we're going to make this thing happen and uh, and then do the sponsorship package after that. Um, and this is one of these things I know we always talk about, oh, it was a great learning experience, which usually is code for <laughs> you guys lost a lot of money, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't oh, that we, fun all the time. We learned so much, though. We <laughs> yeah, learned a ton. Which is, you which wouldn't is believe how much we learned. It's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> right. Uh, but, but even though I joke quite, quite seriously, um, we actually then had an Indiegogo campaign and even that mm. didn't get any traction because I didn't know any better. Once again, a le- lesson for, for your listeners out there, don't do uh, Indiegogo or crowdfunding campaigns for an experience. They're really hard. Uh, ah. it, <laughs> they are. So with this kept getting smaller and smaller. It, it wasn't going to be downtown. It was going to be on a golf course out in suburbia. And we didn't have the money to really do it the way we wanted and to film it properly. And we just said to all our partners, this is the great thing about building a culture and a relationship of trust that uh, we just then told them and said, you know what? We only have a fir- one chance to make a first impression. This is getting too small. Uh, we have to hold off on this. And none of them and all of them actually said, you know what, you're right. We're going to support you when you do it right. And all the players, especially the men and the women, because our gameplay here, there's this three par three holes, if you can imagine. So it's elegantly simple of what we have with a, with a stadium around this thing. So men and women play at the same time. So we have this, this, this platform to empower women that half the field is women. And that's really resonated. And that's another great thing that so we've uh, cool. done with this, that uh, of all the women that have played, that we're going to play, th- this one that uh, she's an American woman, who's actually got got quite a good social media following and an influencer in the golf space. She actually said to us, do you know a guy named Eric Anderson in this 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 company called Top Golf?" And I said, "No, I don't know either of them." And uh, Top Golf, and they're coming to Canada. We're going to be part of the, hopefully, part of the group of Cineplex to actually bring this to Canada. You can imagine this nice. is uh, a driving range with targets. They gamified this. It's a food and beverage play. Uh, I know you're on the east coast there, but out west here we've got between uh, Earls and Cactus Club and these other uh, kind of up, upper end. Uh, premium hospitality uh, venues that are fun to go to and the food is great. Um, That's what they've created uh, for golf. And these things have gone crazy. So, uh, yeah. So this guy, uh, so the lead investor 
uh, for this company that I was a privately held company expanding like crazy. It's probably valued anywhere between probably four and eight million or eight billion dollars. So, uh, right. so, so our friend is doing all right. So, so we get introduced <laughs> to Eric Anderson. He's in Seattle. So we go down there, have some conversations first. Um, and then he's looking to either uh, acquire Ripplinks or invest it as they're scaling up with what they're doing. Uh, sure. And this dance went on for uh, for about five or six months. He insisted that you know they just haven't figured some stuff out yet. He had us all over North America talking to IMG and CAA and all these these big uh, 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 talent agencies to kind of figure this stuff out. So I said to Philip, I said, if this is a no, this will be the most expensive, elaborate, drawn out <laughs> no of all time. And uh, and sadly, at that time, he said, guys, I got to say no right now. Uh, but I promise I'll come back and we'll make this thing uh, make this thing work. And we're thinking, yeah. Right. You're you're going right, to yeah. suck the energy out of what we're doing. So we didn't necessarily think uh, that was going to work out. Uh, spoiler on the story. We're now good friends with Eric Anderson and we're working on other stuff and have uh, have worked with him. So so our raw. Good. So we thought that this case here, hey, now we're going to get bought out without even doing anything, which is kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, or he's going to acquire us. So we're thinking all of a sudden we've gone from zero to millions to zero again <laughs> up to millions. And there's nothing in between. So we haven't learned oh our lesson. Good. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but but you but you are you are having fun learning though. Remember that. Well, not only yeah, it's it's it was a great learning experience, Rivers. Let me tell you. Uh, so so so, so uh, I'm gonna let you inhale for a minute, Colin, and because what I'm what I'm hearing. Uh, amongst all this amazing story, and it's got great energy. It's it's got all the the makings of it of, a, of an incredible entrepreneurial story, and it's just that golf is just one kind of component of the story that you're telling. You're talking about partnerships. You're talking about innovation. You're talking about winning. You're talking about losing. You're talking about funding. You're talking about all those things that surround building a golf business, not necessarily this is a golf business. And it's so cool that you've taken us on that journey. And I hope our audience has been listening to those little nuggets of, of, of learning that's that's come out of this. That is, it is very, very uh, powerful. And of course, it is worth a lot of money if you listen to them so you don't have to go through the same journey. But I, <laughs> so, but I got to ask you, where are you today? Because I I haven't got a sense from the journey yet that you got a product that you're making money from. Uh, as far as Rip Links purely? Yes. No, but this is the great thing that's come out of this. Once again, as far as pivoting, okay. cool. that uh, and through so through Topgolf, our, yeah. our friend Eric Anderson was true to his word. Once they went away and figured some stuff out and they kind of rearranged their company, they created a media company and they actually created ah. another division. So he kind of sorted some some stuff out and came back to us and not just to invest in Rip Links again, but seeing then what we were capable of doing. And he's actually said to us, and I take this as one of the highest compliments because this guy is a pretty major VC now, right. uh, saying you guys are, are the most tenacious entrepreneurs I have ever met. Cool. <laughs> and uh, and that alone and that trust that we built Rivers from that, he yes. then, they said, we, we've got all these other things that we're expanding with, a whole list of them. And they said, we want to get you involved in this. So we looked at this and saw, you know, the opportunities. And it's the equivalent in the fintech space, you know, with white labeling rather than your yes. own part, yeah. your own product yeah. and the and the uh, the customer acquisition cost and starting from zero. It's like, you know what? Sell it to a bank. They've already got millions yes. of customers. Yeah. So you, you embed it in there. So that's the easiest way to describe it. We white labeled ripped links for Top Golf. 
Uh, without losing Top Golf, we didn't sell the the baby with the bathwater. We had a nice contract that that we're still moving forward with Rip Links, and cool, that's another cool. great partnerships that are building right now to yeah, figure out man. the best way, minimum viable product to do that, uh, yeah. and, and and build that up as we go, rather than trying to do the zero to big hairy audacious whatever, mm-hmm. which is what we were, we almost did twice. Uh, that. Um, that yeah, we actually then delivered for them. We designed what's known now as their mobile activation. If you can imagine taking this, this, uh, these targets that they have out there in their in their field or the driving range that people are hitting. They've got 600 people, 100 bays, three levels hitting at these targets while they're eating and drinking at the same time. So you imagine the money making opportunity of these things. Um, so they wanted to actually take that on the road, do a mobile version of that. So as architects, we actually worked with them and did a, a series of design sprints and, and visioning sessions with them uh, to drill down from that 30,000 foot level what could be to what should be and from there once that was decided very quickly moving through we actually designed the portable targets and the fabrication the procurement of that and then the actual uh, player and fan experience and all the overlays of that and And we spent six months in 2016 doing that with them and then handing that off to them. So they've already activated in uh, where the Seattle Mariners play was the first one about a year ago uh, in Safeco Field. Uh, They've been in in Major League Baseball, NFL stadiums, college football stadiums, and they did about four or five of them last year. And this year they're really looking to bust this thing wide open and do in the States. None none in Canada quite yet, Uh, hopefully soon. But uh, but yes, yeah, so now they're taking that to the next level. So cool. so that, that's cool. one of those opportunities that would have never yeah, revealed man. itself a, a couple yeah. of years ago. Um, yeah, the proverbial pivot, a eh? pivot, pivot, pivot. That's exactly what it is. Congratulations. I mean, I, I love the I love the journey of perseverance, tenacity, whatever you want to call it. And you're still in the game doing what you love and what you originally. Uh, I, I guess the arena may be a different look of the arena, but uh, you're open minded enough to keep keep on going and partnering with uh, some pretty cool people who ended up being some really awesome people because even though they said no first as the girl sometimes does she, you know, she came back she's well actually i kind of like to date you yeah and, uh, so that's great i want to move on to uh, the mod golf podcast and uh, and to talk about what was the what was the seed of that and how is that how is that connecting with the all the other pieces that you're that you're building with your entertainment business sure uh so as an entrepreneur and spending those first three or four years uh, uh, with those learning opportunities. Remember those learning opportunities we talk about? Those yeah, yeah, also yeah, known as, as, as yeah. those n- n- non-revenue making, we're going broke opportunities here. Uh, but I and sincerely, I did meet these amazing people that I would have never have if I didn't set this this ship to sail. I would have never have met these amazing people, and some of them are my some of my best friends now. So like me. Absolutely. In all seriousness, w- without question. And we'll get into yeah. the, uh, the Startup Canada thing and the connectivity with that in a little bit if we have time. But sure. with the Mod Golf podcast, I looked at that. I'm a big podcast fan. So this was the yeah. summer. Yeah, uh, this too. is two summers ago. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm, I did, something's going through my head. A book you want to read. It says The Fist That Ate the Whale. And it, uh, Tim Ferriss recommended it on his podcast show. And it talks about tenacity. It talks about being in the, in the dirt and the gutter and how it was, no, I'm going to keep on going. 
a lot of similarities between the theme of your story and this one. It's the fish that ate the whale. It's absolutely epic. So much so that part of this entrepreneur's story is overthrowing a government so that he can keep his business in uh, keep his business going. I'll leave it wow. at that. It's an epic, true story. So a great theme to match what you guys have been up to. Sorry. Nice. Back to your, po- back, back to your podcast. Nice. I just wrote that one down. So as an entrepreneur, as you do also, Rivers, we see pain points or we see opportunities, we see gaps. So I'm a big podcast fan and the podcasts I listen to mostly are got a future of work with Jacob Morgan. Uh, a lot of storytelling podcasts. I also love, yes. you probably know Startup and Gimlet Media and what they do and Startup with which I, with Alex Bloomberg and that, that crazy story of him using his yep. podcast, you know, as his startup, this completely meta experience. Those are the things that I love. So two summers ago, while we're doing the Topgolf design work and we're also close to launching our surf park uh proposal, which we hopefully have time to talk about too, and a little bit of time. So I then did a simple search on iTunes, sports, thousands and thousands of podcasts. I, I then did golf, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. Then I did a simple query, innovation golf, future golf, entrepreneur golf, startup golf, zero, zero. Wow. I'm saying no one, no one's telling these stories. People are telling these stories. Like our good friend, uh, Edwin Frondozo is doing a great job with his business leadership podcast. Uh, and, and, uh, also this podcast that you're doing, you're doing a pretty darn good job there too, River. So, uh, so, and <laughs> I, you, I, you're doing great, man. Uh, <laughs> and, but you, you finding your tribe and your community. Yeah. And in this case there, I realized, you know, this may be, it may be narrow, but this is deep as far as finding the tribe and connecting to the community. And I figured, you know, the last four years during these learning opportunities, I've met these amazing people, uh, and that have these stories since so someone should tell these stories. I'm thinking, I should tell those stories. So without having any experience in this realm at all, I did as an entrepreneur did. I connected with three of my good friends that I would have on as guests. And I just said to each of them, I said, okay, here's the deal. Uh, In the media space, I am nobody. Uh, If you come on as a podcast guest, we may have a total download of zero. No, check that too, because you and I would both listen to it. So we'd have two downloads. Uh, Are you cool with that? Would you come on? And all of them said, you know what, Colin? love what you're doing like yeah. you no problem dude I'm, I'm in so I figured okay if I treat this as a season and yeah. uh, I do 12 episodes maybe there's only 12 stories maybe it's so lame uh, I want to give up after that it's so embarrassing that I wouldn't do it any more than that <laughs> uh, maybe I, I only have two downloads uh, because my wife has stopped listening to it um, <laughs> <laughs> Press it again, honey. Play Absolutely. It again, honey. I'm, I'm checking your feeds, honey. You're not following me anymore. What's going on? So, so I looked at this and said, you know what? Let's give it a shot. What's the worst that could happen here? So I treated it as a minimal viable product. And the way what I actually did is the, the, the guest I had season one, episode two, is a gentleman by the name of Keith Pelly, who is the previous CEO of Rogers Media out of Toronto. And he actually quit that job to become the CEO of the European tour, European golf tour. So oh, Keith cool. is a pretty big freaking deal. And he's doing yeah. all kinds of innovative stuff. Uh, and actually I named his podcast episode, uh, innovating golf, like a lean startup. And he is, he's doing some interesting experimental things over your, there. Your first guest, that was your first guest. He was my second guest. I have my, okay. I, I wimped out. I have my, one of my best friends from top golf. I had him on okay, so that uh, I would golf. feel, so I feel you very comfortable about that. So, well, you know, it's just I, so I, I kind of get, get my feet uh, wet. 
I want to I want to reference a point here because you know I get asked a lot about podcasting and you know how to right. begin and so on and you know what my first guest was Ryan Holmes of the Hootsuite guy. Wow. And uh, yeah, and it was no, I'm going to because you got to use that that clout to ultimately put yourself up there to hey, this is legit. And to get the audience you want. And even though you might muck it up for most people, it's about the content. And, and I discovered, talked to one guy uh, uh, about his, how he pods, because he does it to meet people. And he said, you know what? It's amazing how people say yes to being on a podcast show. And he's a prime example. There's your Euro golf guy. Prime uh, absolutely. example. Absolutely. And so for me, I kind of, it's something you did this with Ryan Holmes, that the fact that I had Keith Pelly booked and I called it a favor of a friend uh, okay, cool. and who's good friends with, uh, with Keith. And I got him locked in for, uh, for the, you wanted the second episode. Cause it was right in between two events they were doing. So it was very timely for them. So I booked him. And so then I was forced and I told myself, if I actually chicken out on this, if I wimp out and bail on doing this podcast thing, I will never ever get a chance to have Keith Pelly on again. Of so, and, and I'm like anybody else, like I'm, I'm scared you know, so shitless funny, about this. I'm, you know, what if it's lame? What if, it, you know, what am I lousy at this? What if, as an entrepreneur, you always have you second guess yourself. And yeah, I would have found, and I'm a, I'm a bit of a, I'm, I'm one of my bad habits. I'm getting better at it. Uh, I'm a procrastinator. That's a perfectionist, which is a double whammy there. So I'm wow. amazed that I've actually got anything done in my life, to be honest. <laughs> wow. um, it's, it's actually quite startling that I, that I can even dress myself. So uh, <laughs> um, it's the reason for your wife. Absolutely. So, uh, so as a, so for me locking in Keith Pelly there, if I didn't do that, I probably, I probably would have found an excuse to, uh, to chicken out and not do it in the first place. And here I am into season three into 30 episodes and the people that I've met and like Mm. you've just touched on there, rivers. The reason I did it, my why for doing it was to, uh, was as a relationship building opportunity there, um, not to monetize this. And we're talking to sponsors now and maybe we'll get some and, and figure that out. It's like, that's not the main reason we did it. It's like, let's create the best quality podcast, both as the production quality and also the, uh, the quality of the storytelling and the quality of the guests and yes. d- diversity of that and, and focus on that. And that's what we've actually yeah. done. And, wow. uh, and we'll worry about the, uh, the monetization, monetization part of it later. If that even comes, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. And, we, and we've done the exact same thing. Um, and, uh, I just love the, the I love the, you identify the impact. I love how you approached it. I love you said, we, there's a team behind it to make it work, all those elements. So uh, yeah, keep, keep doing that magic. It, Particularly if you find that niche, right? If you find that niche where there's an audience just yearning for anything, any content around it, uh, then then you really got a winner. Um, yeah. You you are on to you know golf courses are just not enough for you. You decided to also do a surf park to golf course. It, you know you haven't learned enough lessons yet. You got to go keep on learning. Well, tell me about that journey. Uh, absolutely. Well, learning is the, is the key there, Rivers. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, yes, it is. You it know, is. Did you see, what's, what's your wife's name? Mallory. Mallory. Mallory, don't worry. I'm learning again. <laughs> she's, like, she's, like, she's like, go make some money. Build someone something for a change, will you? So, But look at all the people that like me. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Never been more popular in my life. And don't you uh, like my hat? Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go for it. I, I, no, I'm having good. fun now. That's We're good stuff. We're bringing the surf park to golf course. Tell us yeah. about that. Well, once again, everything that we did learn, and 
I'm very, very serious about this now. Over the sure. previous three years in the golf space, especially with Top Golf, as far as the entertainment and the hospitality aspect of that, we didn't been, been involved in the in the developing uh, the surf park idea for a couple of years. And I'll actually give my uh, my business partner Philip Davis credit for that. Being an Aussie, he's surfed since he was uh, just a, a, a little kid, and oh. he actually spent quite a bit of time backgrounding this industry. Uh, long story short, there are a couple. Uh, well, the technology for generating waves; these aren't standing waves. So this is like a full pool that could yes. be hundreds of meters long that you're replicating real waves. So there actually is technology in the market. There's one in the UK. There's one wow. in Austin, Texas. There's a couple being built right now in uh, in Australia. So this. This is, this is an emerging sport as compared to the pain point that we saw as the opportunity with golf. Uh, right. Surfing is an ascending sport. It's now in the Olympics in 2020. It's uh, the growth is just massive, but it's it it suffers. Really? Oh, oh yeah, really? absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah, I love it. it. Okay, cool. But it also suffers very much like golf and why younger people don't align with it, why women don't align with it, is there is these barriers of entry of intimidation, of, you know, it takes too long to play, it's too hard to learn, all these other things. And surfing is not unlike that in the sense that on the, have you ever surfed before rivers? No, no, I've no. skateboarded, done snowboarding, but never surfed. There we go. Uh, well, with surfing, uh, that you, you, it's hard. It is hard. It's like golf yeah, is hard. Is. But also getting out of the water there. If you're with other surfers and you don't know what a lineup is and you're in the wrong position and all of a sudden you're, you know, you drop into a wave that someone else thought was theirs and all of a sudden people are yelling at you and they're, you know, going to, uh, going to uh, puncture your tires. But <laughs> once you actually get back to the beach <laughs> and our beach, you're like all this stuff happens, all this locals yes. only type of thing. So, and there's only so many waves out there. And also sometimes the water is flat. There are no waves so this opportunity is huge so what we actually did we saw what other groups were doing here so once again we like to uh saying fake the future sounds kind of disingenuous there but we, we like to actually we're more interested in what could be rather than what already is is what we've yes. done as architects yeah. and what we do yeah. in the in the sport realm so we actually looked at this and said, you know what, we're going to we're going to design something here and put the visual story behind this, as we do as as architects and designers. And right in Vancouver, in the harbor, right by Science World, it's the big silver ball there. If people know Vancouver. So it's very urban. We actually designed a surf park right there with a, with a hospitality component there and a restaurant overlooking that and had the environmental backdrop to it, the the revenue model and of course, this is just epic and cool, and uh, and what this can actually do as a local economic generator, very much like Top Golf does. But we also did this, realizing as urban designers and architects, by putting it there as epic as it is, it yes. was super super contentious because you're dealing with the city and the park board and all these other stakeholders around there. That we knew the chance of that happen happening there was probably between zero percent and probably zero. Uh, yeah. But that wasn't the, that wasn't the point. <laughs> the point was actually to actually, we just SEO'd the shit out of the thing. We actually got major traction all over the world, especially the States. So we actually have now connected a year later with, uh, with our wave generation technology partners out of the States that have a much better technology than the one that's already out there. Uh, uh, as far as design build partners, guys that have actually built Top Golf, so they can actually do this, so we're partners with them, and uh, and also investors that in the states that we're talking to also that uh, that are leaning in to get the first one built. So now we've been wow. down and we're looking in the states. Honest, we're actually seriously considered our first place to have one would be Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, uh, that which, makes sense. 
it really does because of the weather there and the utilization rate and the, and the, 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 the revenue model works so much better than Vancouver on a day like today where I'm looking outside <laughs> and it's probably not the best weather to actually be in, uh, be in, in no. the water surfing, at least for the, 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 the casual person. Um, yes. So yes, that uh, that's where we went with that. So we had to learn all that other stuff from the golf realm uh, to inform us and right. to have the confidence to actually then put that out there and build that. So we've got a couple of different things going. And some people actually say, boy, you guys got a focus problem. But ultimately we say, well, it's... <laughs> Reviver Sport Entertainment, we're about sport innovation. This happens to be that golf and surfing happen to be two of them. We've got other sports we've actually got lined up also that need freshening up. But uh, but yes, that's that's where we are and that's what we do. And the podcast is kind of that community building connective tissue that, uh, that uh, puts us as influencers and thought leaders in the golf innovation space. Well, we're the, we're like the type of kids in the sandbox. No, we're not happy to play with one dump truck. No, we want, we want the, uh, what do you, what is the other thing? I don't know, the cars, the, the other tractors and so on. It's like, it's like, this is our sandbox. We're going to play with everything. And, uh, and if we wreck some along the way, we're okay with that. Totally. I love what you've done, man. This is, this, this has been an amazing conversation and we could keep going. Uh, but I'm, uh, you know, we're dealing with entrepreneurs there and they're saying, man, Man, uh, my attention span is about to go as epic as this is. A couple of things are going to lead to to end this. One, dude, how do people get in touch with you, your company? What's the best way for them to connect and learn more? And of course, your podcast. Give it, give it all out so people can uh, can connect with you after the podcast. Oh, thanks, Rivers. Uh, well, starting with the podcast. So the Mod Golf Podcast. You can find that on iTunes, or you can also simplest way www.mod.golf. Nice and simple. That will actually take you to the episodes. And the great cool. thing that's come out of that is I do focus the 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 awesome guests that I have on and their stories uh, are. It is about the entrepreneurial journey. So it really is about startup culture. So all these other things, I've got an audience, my tribe is building this out of the golf space. It just happens to be that golf is the thread that kind of runs through and connects them all together. But it really is about the entrepreneurial journey and these these amazing stories of these these people that I consider. I've got 28 mentors, but I I sincerely believe that from every single podcast guest that I have had so far that I've learned a ton from. And I'm I'm great. I'm very grateful that I've had the opportunity to uh, to get to know them. So that's the the Mod Golf podcast. Um, You can also if you want to see what we're doing in the uh, the golf and the surf space, you can have a look at Ripped Links. So R-I-P-P-E-D-L-I. NKS riplinks.com uh, probably best to find on Twitter well our our, uh, our handle is mod golf podcast you can find us there on Twitter Instagram and Facebook and uh, also revivorsport.com if you want to see the other things that we're doing also in the surf room my friends, you would be a fool not to hang out with this man. We didn't even get to talk about what's going on with Startup Canada and the Startup Vancouver area, but I, I, I shouldn't say we didn't get to talk about it. Give me a highlight that's happening for the great people in Vancouver with Startup Vancouver before we uh, we head off. Right. Um, well, once again, got involved with Startup Canada a couple of years ago through some of the online awesomeness you guys are doing there and and then helped launch, co-found the Startup Vancouver chapter here. We've been going a little less than a year. Um, 
but we've actually looking at having our first uh, our first event in in a couple months time here. So we're arranging that and, and really with what we're looking at here, it is community building. We're becoming that connective tissue that brings together right. all the, the fragmented yet awesome pieces that are floating around a very mature and vibrant ecosystem here within the Vancouver innovation space. Uh, so yeah, we're looking in another month or so to actually have that. Um, don't know if this is going to happen yet, but uh, with the folks uh, with Blue Ocean Strategy and their new book, Blue Ocean Shift, um, since they gave me some copies and I gave some away at some of the events that we've had and I gave them tons of social media love that uh, they offered to have one of the uh, authors of the book when they come through Canada to come to Vancouver and cool. uh, put a, put on a talk for free. So nice. uh, so we're going to co-host that. We're still going to, we still got to organize that. Um, hopefully that does happen. So all kinds of interesting stuff happening here as we're helping to uh, connect all the entrepreneurs with the awesome things going on in the innovation space in the Vancouver community. Is there a is there a website address that people can connect to? Absolutely. You can actually have a look at startupvancouver.org. Uh, we are most active right now on Facebook, which is the Startup Vancouver. You can find us there. And on Twitter, our handle is startup underscore YVR for Vancouver. There you go. Pretty cool, man. You're a busy dude. You're an impactful dude, and you are a guy that I'm so happy to uh, now call my friend. And uh, just keep just keep doing what you're doing. The energy's been amazing. Uh, you know, I've got headsets on, and it's the, the headset is hot, man. It is hot. <laughs> so thanks so much, Colin, for your uh, your time today. Keep on happening, and uh, and I know lots of people are going to follow up after this conversation. Oh, Rivers, I, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much for having me on today. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to resources and support to grow your business? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. Hi, this is Courtney McDermott, writer, speaker, and strategist at Courtney McDermott International. And you are listening to the Startup Canada podcast with Rivers Corbett. And think about someone who you admire and just, you know, get that person in your mind's eye and your heart's eye and take a moment to, to consider what it is about that person that you so admire, you know, what, what makes that person a hero to you? You know, we all have heroes or people we look up to. So what is it about that person? Just get that. I'm going to pause for a few seconds while people just do this because it's worth it. Go ahead and jot down any of the key characteristics or personality traits or anything that really sets that person above and beyond the norm for you. And just put that person's name up at the top of that list as well. Okay, now once you've done that, go ahead and cross their name off and put your own in its place. Wow. Wow. So... 
Courtney, thank you for that. I know, and I know, I'm, I, I, I went through the process myself just when you're talking about it, and I've got a name, and I've got a, uh, and I'm going to go through the. I didn't write it down, but I'm going to go through the process afterwards because this individual really resonates, like, like oozes with me on a regular basis, and so, but I've never made the comparison. It's always been more, I, I, you know, idle stage. Uh, oh my gosh, I, isn't that great? But it's never been connecting me with him in this particular case. 